This is the Voice Podcast Network. Welcome back to this episode of Turf and Burn. We're your co-hosts, Caroline and Dylan. And we're back in the Georgetown Voice office today. Whoop, whoop. So exciting. Um, and shockingly enough, Dylan and I are starting this episode with the NBA. We are. I never thought those words were going to come out of my mouth. Absolutely. Well, the NBA is sort of like the redheaded stepchild of the podcast so far, it seems like. Now, we haven't really talked the about The what? You've what? never heard this phrase, the no. redheaded stepchild? Or is that just a New York phrase? That's so rude to gingers. <laughs> well, apparently, that's like when you, like Harry Potter, where you don't talk about that kid. What do you mean? The entire Weasley family are redheads. Really? Is this not a normal phrase? No. Audience needs to comment in and let us know then. But basically, the NBA is the sport we don't really talk about that much here. But I think we probably mentioned soccer more than we have the NBA. Probably true. But the season did start over the last two weeks, so we feel it's necessary to at least acknowledge that the NBA is indeed present and the season is off to start. About UFC. Or, or horseback riding. Remember, we were going to go into equestrian. We were. <laughs> we were going to go into horse racing. That was in the <laughs> dark part of the year where there's not that many sports happening. Yeah. And See, Caroline's already trying to avoid talking about the NBA by bringing up other sports. But we will hey, acknowledge. I, like, I think I like the NBA more than you like the true. NBA. 100% true. Because something Especially is better than nothing. because the Rockets have won four games straight. After dropping the first three games of the season. But why don't you give us the standing previews? Well, if we want to look at the the two conferences, there's basically, I know we're only around six to seven games, some teams nine games into the season, but it's already starting to shake out how everyone saw it. No, and we got to do our way too early season predictions, of course. Well, in the East, you have the three powerhouses of the 76ers, the Bucks, and the Celtics dominating as they're going to throughout the entire season. And then in the West, you have the teams that are supposed to be dominating at the top in the Nuggets, the Mavericks, the Timberwolves, and the Warriors. So, Well, I feel like that's okay, because those are not surprising, especially the Celtics, Nuggets, mm. obviously with Nuggets winning last year. But the Mavs had a horrible year last year. Remember we talked about how um, Mark Cuban just complete like he got fined 750 grand yes, because he was trying to tank. Those yes, losses. and I fully was a big supporter of that. Um, and... They're actually doing much better. I think the problem, and maybe this is my bias from other sports, is that the NBA offseason, or the regular season, seems pointless. In that more than half the teams make the playoffs, or at least make the play-in tournament. And it's never really a big surprise team. You'll have battles for the 9 and 10 seeds, but... What do you mean? The regular season, like the Denver Nuggets don't have to play anything in the regular season, and they will still waltz their way to the playoffs. The Golden State Warriors have not tried in a regular season in the last decade. That is such a stretch. I'm have just not saying, tried the regular in any season of their game. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Matter. Well, that's why we were talking about last year. Remember how we had our discussion in season one of Turf and Burn where mm-hmm. we were like, um, LeBron had an issue with the playing tournament, but all of a sudden when <laughs> their team made the playoffs mm-hmm. because of the play in tournament suddenly he was a fan yes and i think there's also and they went on a long run but i also think the nba is acknowledging that the regular season is pointless with the addition of this new tournament in season yeah. that doesn't count to anything but it's an incentive to get players some extra money yeah i think they're basically realizing we have five months of basketball that are irrelevant 
So we need to add. Not irrelevant. I wouldn't say they're they're way more relevant than MLB regular season games. I don't think so. One hundred and sixty-two games. Yes. Uh, uh, Let's talk about the attendance first of all, and let's talk about the biggest money makers. I would say the MLB regular season is way more pointless but i think the nba is recognizing that it's a necessary evil and that's why they're trying to incentivize it more and have more people go watch their games and for players to try harder by adding this regular season in season tournament whereas the mlb has not cut their games at all there's absolutely zero reason and we have talked about this extensively on the podcast because i am a staunch believer that there's no reason the mlb regular season needs to be as long as it is for example let's talk about like all all these games are best of like you not necessarily best of seven but you need to win four like four out of Mm -hmm. four out of the games that's same with MLB, but there's absolutely no reason why you need to be playing so many more games. There's, Cut it down to 120. There's one reason that MLB will never go from 162 to 156 down, as you're saying, 120. Money. They don't make any money. They do. They no. make. Think about it this way, and we're going to do some quick math, and I'm not good with math, so hopefully on your computer you're going to be able to calculate this. No. All right, then I'll try to figure this out. At an MLB ballpark, like City Field. They don't sell out in most of the ballparks, though. Well, Most of the ballparks, they don't sell out of. Well, we're going to talk about because, again, if you're going to eliminate games for the Oakland A's, you also you do right eliminate some games. I guarantee you right now that the NBA regular season brings in more money than MLB regular season. I don't think so. I genuinely don't. With all the contracts that MLB gets for all their games, you realize that Fox pays for all of them, all the no, local I'm, broadcasts. Okay, ready? Yes. As we awkwardly await the findings here. Oh, during the 2022-2023 season, the 30 franchises comprising the NBA recorded a total revenue amounting to 10.58 billion U.S. dollars. Okay. In 2022, MLB reported overall revenue of 10.32 billion dollars. Well, that's 2022. We went up in 2023 again. Yeah, but it's still okay. Sets new revenue record at 10.8. Ha ha. That's no, higher. That, no, it's not because NBA was 10. Po- oh, okay. okay. Ha But this was a year ago. And they're counting like, play- I don't know. We have to <laughs> we have to see the revenue for this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure the NBA still generates more revenue. If we're looking at the season, because this is 2022-2023, which is equivalent to the MLB 2022 season. So No, uh, because the 2023-24 hasn't happened yet for the NBA. Yeah, so that's exactly. the most recent season. No, but we're currently in season versus but when you're looking at 2022, like you know what I'm saying? Mhm. I do. But I think it's also it's just in general Major League Baseball and I'll do and the And the math. fact that the revenue is bigger for or is greater for a less amount of games. And that's not even counting playoffs. Mhm. But I just think that all sports leagues for fans who are saying we need to minimize games. We need to get rid of teams. It's never going to happen because that's what's a cash cow for these major league organizations. And if you think about, let's even say, because Caroline's right, that there's some teams that don't sell out with 42,000. Uh, the Oakland Athletics. Okay, but let's say a nice round number of 25,000 fans. Is that fair? If you average the A's getting like 10,000 and the Dodgers getting 50,000. If you want to also do some quick calculation here as to the amount of average attendance at a baseball game. Ooh, which 2023, an average of... 29,000. Okay, so let's go 29,000. 
And there's also, um, let's go for just one game for now. What do you think the average ticket price is? Um, thirty dollars. Thirty dollars, because you also have to remember there's the, the ones right down at home plate that are yeah. like three hundred, and then there's the ones up there. That How are come like we got 10. such good prices for our seats? Because the Nationals suck. Okay, great. But so let's go thirty dollars. That's on tickets alone. They've made eight hundred seventy thousand dollars per In game. In revenue, nonprofit. Well, now yeah, you also you have, have to, to take like, consideration all the apparel that yeah. people buy at the game and the food that everyone buys no, at the game. No, but I'm just saying, like, yes, it would – I don't know. I think it would incentivize people to go to games more. Like, people are not going to every Mets game. I did, but that's Okay, that's – you're not the same case, okay? <laughs> and I know, for example, like, my friends – and her family, like, they're ticket season holders for the Astros, and they did not go to every single... Well, you know what the good thing about that is, though? The Astros couldn't care less if they go to every game or not because they've paid to go to every single game already. Yeah, exactly. Because whether they show up to that game or not, the Astros still get the $200 yeah, for that game. Fair. So, unfortunately, again... I still think that it would be so much more exciting if they decreased it to 120 games. Okay. You know what I really like? I think we need to go back to I was NBA about to discussion. say, we said we're going to talk about the NBA, and instead we started talking about revenues and Major League Baseball teams making money. So well, here's show what us I how much we dislike the NBA. Because you only talked about the top three in yes. each conference. But at four in the Eastern Conference, we have the Pacers. And yes. I'm super excited. I've always been a big fan of the Pacers, and you'd be shocked. You're like, Caroline, what? Yes. But I'm a big... Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> Okay, actually, I lied. <laughs> nice. Well, I really was a big DeMontis Sabonis. I'm not going to say his name. Sabonis fan. Okay. Sabon. He's no longer with the Pacers, but I al- always thought that they were underrated and people didn't give them enough love. And obviously, it's way too early, but I could see them making it into the playoffs this year and doing better. And as much as, you know, the Wizards, we have to shout out the Washington, D.C. team. As much as the Wizards, once again, probably will not be doing very well, they do have um, a fun addition this year mm-hmm. in Jordan Poole. They do. And I think a lot more people are going to the games. Like, after last year when Kyle Kuzma had his best year to date, they have some exciting players now, and they have are seeing some growth. Oh, are you turning for me to add some analysis here? I don't have much <laughs> other than to say that the Battle of New York is taking place between the tanking New York Brooklyn Nets and the supposed-to-be-good New York Knicks, and it seems that neither of them are very good. I know I enjoy watching both of them demise, but I think – I know you said stop focusing on the one, two, and three teams. That's all you need to focus on the NBA because odds are no. you know who's going to win. That's in the so end. not true. There's always, a, for example, let's talk about the bubble year. I mean, that was different. Well, but that's it. Even last year, LeBron and the Lakers made it far, and they were an they were a play in seat, play in tournament team. And remember when we were talking about um, the Heat? Yes. They were the last seed, and they made it far as well. Well, the only problem is even no matter what seed LeBron is ranked. I think they have a ranked, bigger they have a bigger chance of. Like, in the NBA and NHL, there's a bigger chance of underdogs making it than the NFL. And I would say the MLB. I don't know. I feel like with an NBA, the big difference is that with NBA, you can have one superstar that can carry you to a championship. We know that's not true in Major League Baseball. Look at the Angels who have not been above 500 with Shohei Otani on their team. And look at the football team, New York Jets prime example. You had one superstar, and how's that looking for you? So... 
the NBA is that one sport that you can have a Jonas on your team. You can have LeBron on your team. And it doesn't matter. That's because they protect their superstars. But you know, I, one team, okay, because we're going to do our NBA season preview as much as Dylan is opposed to this. Mm -hmm. We're going to give two, because there's only two conferences, two teams that disappoint in both the Eastern and Western conferences, so two per conference, and two teams that surprise. The Knicks and the Nets are going to disappoint. In the Eastern. Yes. Okay, what are your two teams that surprise in the Eastern? See, this is the problem with surprise, because I, as boring as this is going to sound, it's going to finish 76ers, Bucks, Celtics. And I know that's the boring answer, but nothing else is going to happen. So unfortunately, I don't have a team that's going to surprise, because that's it. It's, as boring as that is, and I know you hate boring, but no one's going to surprise. Okay, great. Well, I already picked one team that's going to surprise, and that was the Pacers. And another team I'm going to pick are the Orlando Magic. Okay. And I don't think the Orlando Magic have gotten enough love either, and I really am a big fan of Pelo Benchero, especially after – I don't know if we saw um, – well, he was named Rookie of the Year of the Atlantic Coast Conference of the ACC in 2020, 2022 with Duke. And he, I read a story about his, like, during every game, he loses so much weight. It's, like, weird. He mm-hmm. loses so much weight, and he has to have a specific training thing with the trainers. Guys, look into this, because clearly this is not top-tier analysis. But this is just, like, when I, I'm, like, when I think of athlete, I'm, like, that's so interesting. Um... Okay, basically he – wait, guys. I'm looking this up because I want to um, be accurate on this condition. We have great His medical NBA condition. So he gets cramps and he loses seven pounds per game. And so he's possible? No, that's what I'm saying. It's like an insane amount. So that he always has um, – because he has hyperhidrosis, so he has excessive sweating. And um, – he also gets massive cramps. So I'm like, wow, athlete moment. Anyways, I'm rooting for him because I think that <laughs> you're like, Caroline, what? I'm I'm fascinated where this analysis is going right it's now. It's not going anywhere, but I'm just rooting for his success. Okay. Um, Especially after his great season with Duke last year, and now this is his first season, I believe, with the Magic. Okay. And really excited for him to come into his own. He's done great. Like, against... He's put up 30-plus points in a lot of games. Okay, moving on to the Western Conference. What are your two teams that disappoint? So that disappoint... Oh, wait, no. I didn't even give my two teams that disappoint in the East. Sorry. Um, I'm going to go... I'm also going to go... Well, I was going to go Nets as well. They are actively tanking. But I'm trying to pick teams that aren't actively tanking. So I feel like the Nets is a cop-out. It's not a you cop have to do because one New Yorkers that's like, are stupidly confident. But I feel you have to pick a team that is trying, Okay. that is going to do poorly. Uh-huh. I'm going to go Knicks. Knicks. Yeah, I was going to say the Knicks. And the Raptors. Sorry, Raptors. Interesting. All right, moving on to the West. I'm going to say that and we're looking at the Vegas odds here because I think that's a good barometer of what people think is going to happen. And then, in reality, we can say what's going to be different. The team that they have is the number two odds to actually win the West is the Phoenix Suns. I think if I say they disappoint this year and finish around six or seven seed and then is get that knocked a disappointment? Out, and they get knocked out really early because I think a Kevin Durant led team, yeah. you're measured based on your success in the playoffs. So I think yeah. if I say here that they get knocked out early, that counts as a 
disappointing yeah. year. I'm not going to say they missed the playoffs because okay, okay. obviously if they do, then that's a complete a win. Season. But I think a disappointing season in terms of what they're expected to do this year. And then okay, my, good. do you want me to also give my... You have to give another team. <sighs> I don't like James Harden. At all. Most people... <laughs> Has he... Uh, like, why is it again that he doesn't show up to preseason practices? Like, it, or just... Pra- like, I just don't understand. Well, I think the fun thing with James Harden is that... He's New so York... easy to make a villain of, but, like, to villainize, but he's doing it to himself. Yes. And, like, show up. Literally, you don't even need to try. Just be there. It's your job. Well, there's the rumor that he wore the fat suit to get out of... Yeah, probably. So... I think the Clippers trading for him right before the season began, hoping that that's going to be their golden savior, yeah. is not going to work out. And they currently have the third highest odds. So, again, are they going to miss the playoffs? No. But is there any chance, and clip <laughs> this and come back to this in a couple months, is there any chance that the Clippers win the West? Absolutely not. Because James Harden is not a winning basketball player. I think he's a locker room cancer. Yeah. I would actively say that. And he distracts from the team jelly. I was also going to pick the Clippers. I think they're going to disappoint massively. Mm-hmm. And another team I'm going to pick are, oh, I was also going to pick the Suns. Oh, uh-huh. But no, I don't want to. I, But in this case, it's disappointment. Um, I might say Lakers as well. Interesting. I, like I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs, but they might. All right, and then also, can we talk about how the Grizzlies again don't have it together? The Grizzlies are spiraling. Okay, great. <laughs> to be fair, Derrick Rose is injured, but after the John Morant thing from last season, mm-hmm. they're spiraling, and I really had hoped good things for them, and it seemed like they were gonna do well. I was a really big fan of the team, but unfortunately, they're currently one and seven. And then two teams for you, Dylan, in the West that are going to surprise. Well, I'm basing this entirely because I don't have a vast knowledge in the NBA on their owners. Because I think these two people (laughs) are absolute winners. And that they're going to lead their teams to victory and do whatever it takes to get what's best for their players and what's best for their organization. Okay. That's the Dallas Mavericks. Because Mark Cuban will go above and beyond to get this team to a victory. Is that, like, surprising? I guess. No. How did Kyrie Irving not get traded? Because... How is he still there? It did not work last season. Would it surprise me if no one wanted him? No, that's not surprising. That's probably the best thing. It's like, honestly, I feel like the best solution is he gets it together and then Mavs can trade him when he's at his high. But clearly no one wanted him, so they would have had to sell low. Yes. Which obviously Mark Cuban has not wanted. And then the second team, because I'm going to go all the way down here in the Vegas odds. That's a cop-out. But okay, if you're going to do one that's very low. Yes. We're going to go with... The Alex Rodriguez-led Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah, okay. No reason behind it other than... Why are they so low? They literally made the playoffs multiple years in a row. Yes, but I think the problem is they're not as good as the super elite level teams. So the problem with the NBA is that, again, it's basically who's your best player put up against their best player. Put some respect on Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. But the problem is they're not as good as, like... Luca, or they're not as good as all the top best players in the league. So as a result, when it comes playoff time, it's hard to win games. But like, let's think about yes. But also, there's been so many instances. I think you can grind out a couple wins. So I think they're gonna win like 
the championship? No. But I do think that they – I mean, I guess you were saying they're surprising. Yes. I just think they're going to do good this year. For example, let's. Talk, I feel like there's so many underdogs where they don't have a superstar and they've made it mm-hmm. far. I agree. Okay. Well, Your my turn. surprises are going to be the Thunder. I am so excited for this. They have Shet Holdrum, last year's number one overall pick. And I really want to see Shy. I cannot say his last name at all. I'm not even going to try that last name. G.A. Alexander. I'm not even going to attempt to say that I know who that is. No, he was a high draft pick as well. I'm really excited for this young team. Um, They're always trying. He's good. I don't know him super well because I don't know the NBA super well. So. I don't know who's drafted first overall. The, oh, no, that was the really tall guy. What's his name? Got drafted first overall this year. Well, Victor Wemba. I'm not yes. going to say his name. Uh-huh. That's, Wemba, yeah, see, I, that's, yes. that's the knowledge mass of Guys, my I'm sorry. NBA. I can, Wemba Nyama. I'm, I did not say that right. I'm, I'm sorry. I think he did. Okay, he good. played against he's the been, New York the team a couple days ago, yeah. so I saw him all over the place. I really hope the Spurs do well. But anyways, I really am excited. Yeah, so Shat was – well, let me actually double check. I'm pretty sure he was the – um. so not this most recent draft, but mm-hmm. the draft before yep. the number one overall pick. But really excited for an exciting young Thunder team that has been really struggling historically. Yes. And the other team, as much as I love, love the Rocket, actually, I'm going to be Homer and pick the Rockets. You could get really good money if you said that the Rockets are going to win the West Guys, right now. Guys, it's Jalen Green. They're going to win what? If they won the Western Conference and you put a dollar on it, you win $3,000. Wow. Okay, well, here's the thing. Not Again, not that MLB that I'm if advocating If we're talking for exciting young players as well, it's Jalen Green's time to shine. He's been a superstar in the making, and I think this is the year he refuses to get – Pushed around. I also, they have some really fun veterans that make it great. Dylan Brooks, Boban, <laughs> I love him. I don't know how to say his last name either. Marjanovic, I love him. I trust you. <laughs> he is the best, literally every single commercial I've ever seen him in, or just him in general. I think he's the funniest guy ever. He's Serbian, so he's friends with, um, oh my god. Oh, Jokic. <laughs> I was going to say, don't turn to me for NBA knowledge. <laughs> no, I know. But um, after having played with the Mavs and having a great relationship with Luca and seeing their dynamic and their chemistry, I think he brings a lot of great veteran presidents. I see them. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make it into the play-in tournament. I believe, guys. I'm in on the Rockets. I like it. Yeah. But it's going with two young, exciting teams. I do, and that's the key thing of picketing, predicting a breakout team that's gonna do better. But. Unfortunately, I don't know enough about the NBA to do that. So we're going to go with whoever had the worst odds, and that's where I went with there. But Guys, how did I just know that fact about Paolo Benchero? I had that was to... impressive. Yeah, right? But it's time for me to sound intelligent again, and that means <laughs> we're going to switch off from the NBA, from a sport that I don't know anything about, okay. to the NFL, if you're ready for it. Because do you know anything about the NFL? I Well, based on last week's I totals, I don't. Because <laughs> shout out to Caroline for going 11-3 and three That's my best record in to her date. predictions. And I went 7-7, seven and seven, which means the lead is down to six games here. I know. I've really cut it in half. Wait, can we talk about which games I correctly predicted? So you correctly predicted last week that the Steelers would defeat the Titans, and the Chiefs would beat the Dolphins, and the mm-hmm. Ravens would beat the the Seahawks, and the Raiders would beat the Giants. Yuck. And the Bills would defeat the Bengals, and the Chargers would beat the Jets. I picked the – I did because DeMar Hamlin. I was literally like, sorry, Joe Burrow. 
Dylan, stop picking the Jets and the Giants. Okay, they don't win to football To be games. fair, I, I thought I also picked the Giants. You did not. You ended up going with the Raiders because oh. they had the rookie quarterback making his first start. Yeah! But shout out. I literally did a last-minute switch. Shout Although, out to the Chargers for blowing the Jets out of the water 27-6. Can I call for a recount on that one? Because I did not expect for Daniel Jones to tear his ACL at the beginning of the no, game. No, there's no recount. But that does mean that the Giants will be starting – a quarterback for his first career start this week. So it remains to be seen if Carolina will once the again. The Giants? Going. Yes. Mm. Since Daniel Jones is out for the year, they have a rookie. No, I was talking about Chargers time. and Jets, and then you were talking about Daniel Jones. Yes. No, but I'm talking Chargers and Jets. Well, that one you won. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I'm saying that the Raiders, you picked him because he was making his first career yeah, start. Yeah. And Daniel Jones didn't blow out his ACL. He also killed it. He did. 30 to 6, Raiders. Well, it's Go Aiden O'Connell. True. He had 209 yards. Shout out. Shout out. Tommy DeVito had two interceptions. Who? Tommy DeVito. Well, that's who the Giants are starting this week as his first career start. No, but did, oh, but he played last. Yes, but Daniel Jones started, tore his ACL, mm. out for the year. Oh, likely. I have some considerations to think about. Guys, I'm fully behind the whole. Yeah, okay, great. Except he did not look great. But. In the meantime, since also, we're already... Also, I'm sorry. How did the Cardinals go literally scoreless? Because the Cardinals are bad. <laughs> the Cardinals are really bad. I supported you, Clayton Toon. I cannot support Deshaun Watson like that. I know, but Clayton Toon, like, it was his first start. Like, I understand. The cards were stacked against him, unfortunately. Yes. But we've now reached the point that, unfortunately, since we're already 30 minutes into this episode, we're going to go a little <laughs> bit faster on this part. And we're going to blitzkrieg through our predictions here. Oh, what a verb. I know. Well, okay, so that term is good? All right. Yeah. Good, good to know I that. I like that one. As I've never heard it. As the semester goes on, we continue to establish what words count and what <laughs> words don't count. Guys, this but, is the worst matchup of all time tonight. Welcome to Thursday Night Football with the awful Who Carolina decided Panthers this was going to be a good idea? Against the even worse Put Chicago them at a Bears. 1 o'clock, or like, a, I don't know, a 3 p.m., 4 p.m. Sunday game with a bunch of other games, and no one's going to watch them. Like, why put them on a Thursday? So who do we want to go with together for this game? That way together. we don't, that way, because I have no clue who's going to win, so I would prefer not to lose Did some points on this one. This is the Thursday Night Football, Caroline Panthers against the Chicago Bears. Okay, so it's Tyson Baggett. Yes. Versus and Bryce Young. I think, is he still hurt or is he finally back? Because Andy Dalton's been starting for them of late. But this is the, the key research that I we're getting done. I think he's back. Okay. So then I think it's an easy Bryce Young well, and the Panthers. Well, let me pick. Let me, let me look. On the spot analysis as I try to buy some time here as Caroline looks up who's starting for, if you want to look up the Panthers injury report, maybe that's going to help us out and figure out who's actually starting. But... I think regardless, I'm going to go with either Andy Dalton or Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. And it looks like we have our answer as I continue to stall away here as I ramble on yeah, about yeah, the yeah. two worst teams yeah. in the league. Yes, Bryce Young is – but what? I need to continue to ramble onto the microphone <laughs> here as I Guys, explain how this matchup can't get Bears any worse. Bears aren't starting Justin Fields. Oh, but they're He's also hurt. not starting Tyson Baggett. Oh, wait, are they? Okay. The only thing worse than this matchup is our analysis of this matchup right now. I really could care less. Okay, great. Um, Bears. Fine. I'll go Bears, too, because there's (laughs) there's a lack of understanding as to what's happening in this game right now that I'm going to plead the fifth on for us. Yeah, I'm really sorry, guys, but 
what would you rather do tonight than watch Panthers Bears? Of Literally course. anything else. I can guarantee everyone that's listening to this right now did not watch the Panthers and the Bears last night. But no. we have another game in Germany this week mm-hmm. between the Colts and the Patriots. Why don't they pick better teams for these? Well, Chiefs Dolphins was really good last yeah, week. Okay, you're right. But there's a little rumor out there that if the New England Patriots lose this weekend, Bill Belichick is getting fired. That is a rumor. And you know who is a supporter of that. I do. So are you predicting that this is the last time that Bill Belichick is the head coach of the New England no, Patriots? No, I'm picking the Patriots win, and I think Bill Belichick stays coach because I think now he knows his job, his neck is on the line, and I think they win. I agree There's because... There's also so much publicity surrounding this game because, like we were talking about, the rumors, and it's an international game. NFL is trying to expand overseas. I just think that the world is too cynical for us to somehow be rid of the New England Patriots and the Bill Belichick era. You're agreeing so, with me. Yes, I agree that Belichick. I do think Belichick not that still they're needs good, to go. But yes, I think the Patriots are going to be Oh, good. did you say yes that Belichick needs to go? I said he doesn't need to. <laughs> I think for our sanity, yes. But we don't live in a world that we're going to be rid of that Bill Belichick stench. So give me the Patriots as well. Browns, Ravens, Lamar versus Deshaun. Oh, everyone knows who I'm picking now. Ravens all the way. Also, apparently OBJ might be coming back to face his former team in the Browns. Look at that. That's all the storylines that I have to agree with that the Ravens are going to defeat the Browns because now that Deshaun's back, we're not going to be picking the Browns We're never picking soon. the Browns. No, no. I was fully behind their third-string quarterback, and now we're going, we're going back to being yep. a Browns hater. Packers at Steelers in, unfortunately, not a very entertaining game. As much as we both had high hopes for the Packers and the Steelers entering this year, it has not taken either of them very pretty. I think the Steelers are doing okay. Okay. I mean, they're not doing great, but no. I, their expectations were higher than the yes. Packers' expectations. Agreed. Except for when I said the Packers would make the Super Bowl. <laughs> So I'm going to stick I with the Packers. I was high on the Steelers. Really, I'm going with the Steelers. I This is a, unfortunately, and we're seeing as the standings begin to flip, this is a entirely heart pick for me to go with the Packers instead of the wow. Steelers because I think Jordan Love needs That's one. That's okay. I always go, I go with my heart a lot. 49ers at Jaguars. The 49ers have looked awful the last three to four weeks, but they're coming off of a yeah. bye, so let's Guys, see if Brock Guys, literally what happened? After I called their loss to the Browns, they've been terrible. Yes. Does it end here in Jacksonville? This is hard because... I think it does. I think this team is coming off a bye. They had a reset. Is Debo Samuel back from injury? I do not know. I think he's back from injury. I also think... Okay. It's also, again, like, Jaguars have been red hot. Yes. They've... They're on a ever since their brutal loss to the Texans, where they lost like twenty points. They've won. Are you talking six yourself into the Jaguars? No, I'm actually gonna go with the Niners. Oh, but I this is a head versus heart pick. Yes, I just went with my, my heart. My heart on the Packers. is Trevor Lawrence. But are the Niners really gonna be that bad? They've been that. Like if also, they play like the last three weeks, the Jaguars yeah. are gonna win this game. But if the 49ers are I'm going to go Jaguars. Team. I'm going to go Jaguars. It's at home. I'm a big Trevor Lawrence fan. I think they continue the momentum. I like it. This would really solidify Trevor Lawrence's QB position. Okay. It would. Saints versus the Kirk Cousins-less Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. 
Who is Minnesota? <laughs> it's the Welcome bald guy. To Josh Dobbs' dominant era is in he Minnesota. Bald? There are some fun Minnesota Vikings fans that are shaving their heads and their eyebrows off in celebration of Josh Dobbs leading them to a playoff run. And sorry, Derek Carr, Wait, but this you're is not, not getting the... in the way wow. of Josh Dobbs. Guys, and I'm the actually Vikings. a big Josh Dobbs fan. This is a different. Um, bald quarterback, though. Who was the bald quarterback that I completely ragged on? I have no clue. You said he used to play for the Jets, right? Uh, I picked him, and I was like, oh, it was, oh, my gosh. Well, just for heads up, Vikings, Josh Dobbs is playing against Caroline's favorite quarterback in the league, Derek Carr. So are you going to pick against Derek Carr, or are you going to pick against Josh Dobbs? Guys. Raiders QB Brian Hoyer. That's, <laughs> That's why I was confused because I was like, Raiders? But um, because I was sticking Derek Carr in the Raiders even though he doesn't play mm-hmm. for the Raiders anymore. Yes. Um, uh, I really want to pick Josh Dobbs as much as I love Derek Carr. The problem is the Vikings are now the feel-good story of yeah. the season, that they were awful to begin with, and then Kirk single-handedly – Turn their season around, and now how are they the and the Saints tied in their record because right now? The Vikings are good all of a sudden, guys. I, I, I think they listened to the podcast after I told their O line <laughs> to get it together because Kirk was single handedly going to have the most what like passing yards and in zero history, wins. Yes. I'm going to go Vikings. Let's go, Josh. Welcome Dobbs. to the team, and you know, shout out to the Vikings fans who rival Bills Mafia for the most passionate fan base. Yeah, was, that's crazy. I love that. There was a section that decided to shave off their eyebrows and their hair in honor of Josh Dobbs. I love so. that. I fully support Josh Dobbs as well. I don't know. No matter how, if there was a bald Mets pitcher, I don't think I'm shaving my head for him. But shout out to the Vikings fans that did that. Moving on to the toughest game to pick of the week for Caroline. It is Joe <laughs> Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals at home against C.J. Stroud and the Texans. C.J. Stroud makes his return. Guys. Are you betting against the Texans? Or are you betting against the for number his two Ohio. quarterback in the entire country in Joe Burrow? So many players are injured. Okay. T. Higgins is injured on the Bengals. So Texans have 23 injured players. I'm going to go with Bengals. I agree on this one just because I love the feel-good story. But the Bengals are almost, this is going to be famous last words, they're almost too good to beat in that I don't see, as much as it's a great story with the Houston Texans, I think this is the type of game that Joe Burrow, it's going to be close. If you're going with the spread, there's a chance that the Texans can cover it, or that the Texans can lose the game but still cover the number. So. CJ Stroud is now my favorite starting quarterback, young starting quarterback, ahead of Desmond Ritter. Talk about, well, he's not a starter anymore, but talking about <laughs> favorite young quarterbacks, we've got the Tennessee Titans led by yeah. Will Levis against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still led by Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Guys, I would also <laughs> like to say, how are the Tennessee Titans and Bucks tied with a 3-5 record? Well, the Titans are turning it around. I think the good thing about this organization going forward is that Ryan Tannehill, who's likely going to be traded this offseason, has fully adopted the role of being the mentor to Will Levis the rest yeah. of the season. I think there's just good vibes in Tennessee right now. There aren't so great vibes in Tampa right now. No. Easy pick, Tennessee Titans. I'm also going to go with any – I am not a Baker Mayfield fan. Mm-hmm. I think he thinks too highly of himself, and I don't think he puts in the work – sorry. <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. I said what I said. 
I'm also going to go Titans. Hello, I love defamation. A- this is Caroline and Dylan <laughs> saying hi, and we're not saying that Baker Mayfield doesn't actually work hard. This is just yeah, us yeah, stating. Yeah, yeah, No, exactly. But I would also like to think, I would say that as the former number one overall pick, I think he is not realistic about how about his skill level. Defamation. Okay, great. Next <laughs> up, we have Lions and Chargers, and this is hard for me because I love the Chargers. So then it shouldn't be that hard. No, because head is lions and heart is chargers. True. But it's not like any, like there have been instances this year where you've fully gone head versus heart and the heart makes zero sense. There's a <laughs> realistic world that the chargers and Justin Herbert can defeat Jared Goff and the Lions. Yeah. I'm with that being said, Whoa, I'm going to go with the Lions. What are some of the ones that have made no sense? Because some of the ones that made no sense end up coming true. Yeah. But I will go with the Lions for the sole purpose of I think Jared Goff is ready to go returning to LA even though he played as a Ram, but it's still LA. But Jared Goff and the Lions on the road in California. Easy victory. They need one this week. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lions it is. You're going to agree again? We're agreeing on a lot. You made your biggest progress last week by not agreeing with me. I will yeah, point out. Yeah, but uh, typically I don't agree with you, and that's how it goes. So. The Taylor Heineke I'm led I'm sorry, Atlanta Justin Falcons. Herbert. I'm really sorry, Justin Herbert. The no longer led by Desmond Ritter, Arizona or Atlanta Falcons, taking off against the Arizona Cardinals. Who is worse, the Arizona Cardinals or the Carolina Panthers? Well, the Cardinals are getting a big pick-me-up. Yes. Kyler Murray is back. Yes. But didn't the new Grand Theft Auto come out this week? And we know... That Kyler Murray it's also been ten months of is recovery. a he's a very big video game addict to the point that he once got I believe it was carpal tunnel syndrome from playing Fortnite too much. So I'm a little nervous about Kyler Murray, but I don't think the Falcons are very good. So I think the Cardinals fans will treat him to a very warm welcome in his first game in ten months, and I will pick the Cardinals over the Falcons. Who is uh-oh. Is Clayton Toon no longer playing? The Falcons quarterback. No, no, for the Cardinals. Uh, yes, it's now Kyler Murray season. I was a supporter of Clayton Toon. Okay. They should just let him have, like, let him be back for another game after being scoreless. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? They're you're already just, taking. You might as well. That. Imagine you're a you Cardinals well fan and you just heard just have, someone say, oh. I would be more of a Clayton Toon fan. I know, I know, I know. Kyler Murray is literally their entire franchise. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to say in their return, Cardinals win. All right, let's get to the worst matchup of the week by far. Are you sure? The Panthers versus Bears isn't the well, worst Well, I'm just matchup. saying the worst is in this game is going to get ugly. Oh. Giants <laughs> led by... Mr. Tommy in his first start against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what the line is. It could be 12. It could be 14. It could be 16. It could be 32. The Giants are not covering, so the Giants are not winning this game at all. This is about to be the worst football game we've seen in a while. The Cowboys are one of the elite four teams in the entire conference, and the Giants are downright the worst i think you could make Here's an argument thing, for though i think they're, there's no their, argument their you can defense make. hey 
Go ahead and pick the Giants. Go oh, ahead and no, pick the Giants. No, because why don't we talk about the Browns' third-string quarterback beating the Niners when they were going on 5-0? and Are you picking the New York Giants? <laughs> don't do this. Guys. Don't do this. Guys. Don't do this. Guys. Everyone is, like, the Cowboys are going to destroy the Giants. And while, okay. Yes. <laughs> My heart, again, I am rooting for Tommy. Tommy. Uh-huh. Tommy I'm rooting boy. for you. I think the Giants' defense can get it together. You don't think Tommy so? Tommy can't score. Tommy just won't <laughs> score all day. Okay. I'm the Giants' wait. best shot at scoring is going to be a pick-six interception by the defense. Yeah. But go ahead and pick the Giants if you'd like to. Because I know you want to. Because how I got but a I thousand. Love the Cowboys. I got a thousand bonus points when the Jets defeated or had a massive yeah. win earlier this year. So this would be your counterpart to that. But I'm going to go. <sighs> after all this, you're going to go with the Cowboys. Yeah. Wasting the audience's time talking yeah. about Tommy Turnovers. Because <laughs> that's his new nickname for the day. But we've got the Cowboys. I'm going to go winning. with the Cowboys. I'm sorry, Tommy. I'm sorry. Do we know Tommy's last name? Because I just keep Did calling him Tommy no. Turnover. Hey. Yes. It's a Tommy DeVito. Nice. Wait, but... No. <laughs> Commanders. He's a third string, and you know how I feel about a third string. Go ahead and pick the Giants. I could really appreciate the wins that I lost last week coming back this week. I'm going to pick week. the Cowboys. I already locked it in. Commanders, Seahawks. In Seattle, Seahawks coming off a very disappointing week where yeah. they scored, I believe, three points. This is a revenge week. They're going to come back and get a victory. Okay, so um, unfortunately, yeah, the Seahawks had a blowout to the Ravens. Yeah. But also, do we think Sam Howell is, is coming into his own? Uh-oh. This sounds like you're going to take the commies. <laughs> no. I'm going to take the Seahawks. I think they bounce back. All right, and that then brings us to... I hate that you just said the Commies. The Sunday night football matchup at Oakland. Not Oakland. Las Vegas. Wow, Dylan. This was going to be the matchup of Aaron Rodgers facing off against his former number one target, Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers, well, by the way, another medical update, he's throwing the ball 58 yards now. Wow. Is fully recovered and seems like the target date is now going to be either Black Friday or Christmas Eve for him to play. Yeah. But he's not playing this weekend. And the Las Vegas Raiders are looking really good now with their new coach. They're 1-0 in their post-Josh McDaniels era. And their new quarterback. True. So I assume you're picking the Raiders. Because yes. this is a very easy yes. pick. Guys, I'm all for picking. As much as I'm a Jimmy G fan. Mm-hmm. You like Aiden Connors. Yeah. He was drafted in the fourth round of 2023. We love a rookie starting QB. Your favorite thing is you love underdogs. Yes! There is no person that is more in the doghouse right now, about to be exiled from the league, than Zachariah Wilson. <laughs> He's this is... not an underdog. He was fully a second overall pick. How is that being an underdog? He's a stray dog that's been put out to the pasture already <laughs> you were rallying around zach wilson well we've got one more zach wilson rally in us guys rookie qb for the win let's go raiders are you picking the jets i am okay because the jets have let me down so many times no, this year I feel like they, they beat the giants 
in a 13 to 10 game. Nice. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson is making. And they beat the Eagles. Zach's making everyone realize he's not a starting caliber quarterback. But for whatever reason, the Jets did not acquire any quarterbacks at the trade deadline. Josh Dobbs was there waiting for them. Knowing the Jets, though, it would have been they acquired Kirk Cousins and then Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles the next week because that's the luck of the Jets. But Zach Wilson is literally, I think, the pressure surmounting on head coach Rob Sala. Every week he continues to say there's no quarterback change coming. But every week, Zach continues to get worse and worse and worse. I don't know. And we're eventually going to... that's kind of hard on him. He sucks. <laughs> like, I don't like him. Sorry, guys. But I think the thing with Zach Wilson is that this is do or die week. Because Rob Sala, as this season is slipping away again for the second straight season... I don't think Zach season, Wilson understands what do or die means. I think he does. Because I think this would be the second straight season he's benched late in the season... And Rob Sala realizes if he lets this season slip away, I, I think, think Rob Sala's fine. I think he's seeing Aaron Rodgers' comeback, and he's he knows he's going to get cut regardless. And currently, they like I think he's going to be the backup once Aaron Rodgers is healthy, and I think he knows that they don't so. have another guy right now. I think he's battling for his NFL life. Because if Aaron Rodgers so. comes back... I don't think Zach Wilson understands urgency. Defamation. <laughs> <laughs> I think... Zach Wilson realizes no, this is Aaron so. Rodgers' team, so he needs to put on a show for another team to pick him up. And the show so. is getting Rotten Tomatoes right now. So wow. Zach needs to step it up, as well as Rob Sala realizes that if he loses again, he's going to get fired mm-hmm. at the end of this season. So the Jets in a must-win Sunday Night Football. Let's go Raiders. Again, another primetime game that is just awful to watch. Give me the Jets. I don't think it's... Yeah, okay. Last game. Another primetime game that's an awful matchup. I don't think this is an awful matchup. I think this one's interesting. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. They are turning it around. Against the Buffalo Bills. Let's talk about how they beat the Chiefs. And they had a bye week. Buffalo Bills have been slumping recently. They lost to the Bucs last week. Yes. Vaughn Miller is making his return. He is. Or not really. They're in... They're in... Bill's yeah. Mafia territory, but uh-huh. he's playing his former team. Yes. I like Von Miller. So you're going to take the Bills? No. Really? I'm going Broncos. You're going Broncos country. Let's ride. I think. And the ride is going turning... off the train tracks. <laughs> to be fair, okay, here's the thing. I feel like the bye week is, like, I feel like if, I wonder if it killed their momentum. I don't think. I think it's Russell Wilson's the type of veteran that knows how to handle a bye week. So if the bye week is your big worry about taking them, I would not worry about that. My worry is that Bill's Mafia is going to eat them alive and just be crazy on a Monday night primetime. But in as the a cold. veteran, he, uh, like the Broncos, no. Is it cold in Seattle? The Broncos are not in No, I'm Denver. saying that is, is Russell Wilson ready for a freezing it's cold, cold in Monday Seattle. Night? Okay. It's cold in Seattle. Is it Buffalo cold? It's pretty up north. I Think about geography. Washington. They have skiing. They do? Yes. It's this cold. Is, and rainy. Me I would say the weather is probably more miserable. I would say it's probably colder in Buffalo, but it's definitely more rainy and dreary in Seattle. Well, I just think Bill's Mafia is ready for a primetime game on Monday night. Easy victory for Josh Allen and the Bills. Really? Yes. I'm going to go Denver Broncos. I like it. And that concludes our predictions here. Shout out to the Chiefs and the Dolphins who are coming home from Germany, so they are not playing this week, as well as the Eagles and the Rams getting the week off Guys, as well. Guys, I'm so tired of the Chiefs. We talked about this last week. I don't want to hear – I don't 
every time we make a Chiefs prediction, I'm not I'm just I'm not gonna pick the other team. But like, can we just skip this over is, the game? This is your we we were going to skip it over, but you just decided <laughs> to bring up the Chiefs. We were ready yeah, to right. have that team just not yeah. get mentioned. We're gonna okay. have a blank space when talking about the Chiefs, but instead you decided to fill the blank space with a void. Next up, my absolute favorite professional league. Yes. The NHL. Yes. I would just like to say... The Islanders suck. <laughs> okay, well, I don't think it's that dire. The Islanders are fourth in the Metro. I think what is really dire are the Edmonton Oilers. Yes. They are 2-8-1. and one. That's terrible. They've gone blown out by the Canucks two games in a row. Or not in a row, but like... They've given up so many multi-gold leads. What is going on? Connor McDavid has been frustrated. He's been, like, elbowing guys. It's going so poorly. They just sent their starting goalie, Jack Campbell. They put him on waivers. No one picked him up. He's getting paid over $5 million. And now he's playing in the AHL. I know there's the phrase that's out there of, like, oh, it's always early in the season. There's the overreactions to what's happening. There does come a point where you dig your hole so deep that it's going to be pretty hard to come out of. And now are the Oilers a good team? Yes. Usually. So are well, we going to... they're uh, an up-and-down team. Yes. Always. are we going to say it's too late for them to come out of this no, hole? No, 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 no. But they're getting close. Like, they're not getting close. You have a long a runway. That's pretty deep right now. Well, let's talk about this. Last year, they started off the season so hot. They won, I believe it was nine or ten games in a row. Mm-hmm. Then they go on, like, a 10-game losing streak in January. And everyone was – and you know how Edmonton Oilers fans are and Canadian fans. And Mm -hmm. everyone was, like, calling for people's heads. Like, it was just insane, and people were not thrilled at all. Can I also shout something else out in the Western Conference? Ducks fly together. Talk about the Anaheim Ducks. Look at them in a playoff spot right now. Doing a really solid 7-5 and so far on the season. That's my little team that I said was going to do well this year, and look at them in a playoff spot right now if the season were to end. You're in shock because <laughs> you didn't realize that. Yeah, that's Breaking news. Breaking but again, news. my two teams I said were going to make the Stanley Cup, the Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins. I would just dominated. like to shout out the Canucks, actually, if we're talking about teams that we're picking. Who is doing better than the Ducks? The Canucks. But who's doing better than Canucks? The Golden Knights. Yeah, but that's not a surprising team. Like, I really hope... The Canucks get it together. Like they, like I've been wanting them to get it together. I Shout mean, out as well. The Rangers are a lot better than we thought they'd be. They no, are, I never said they were bad. I didn't. We you didn't say thought, they were bad. I but thought they were going to be good. They're looking like the dominant team in the Metro. I think. Kane, well, I think what's going on is the Canes. First of all, realize they don't care about. They've been now that they've been to the Eastern Conference Finals twice in this stretch. They made. They've been. Metro Division champs, so many like three or four, three. Are you about to say now. the regular season doesn't matter? Yes. Tie us all the way back to the beginning of the episode. Yes. Is a perfect ending I'm going to talk about how the regular season doesn't matter, and I think the Carolina Hurricanes have realized that, and I think they've gotten to so many deep playoff runs that they're, they kind of have a Tampa Bay mentality now, where they realize the regular season doesn't matter. And actually, I would just like to say that that's just, this is good for the Hurricanes because. A lot of times, we've talked about how President Trophy winners always get out in the first round. Yes. And since the Chicago Blackhawks, there's not been a like, President's Trophy winner in the past, I don't know, multiple decades that have won the Stanley Cup. Most of the time, they get out in first mm-hmm. round. 
And the Hurricanes have been President Trophy winners. I think it was two years ago. But even division winners, a lot of times they don't typically make it that far. Like, they, Hurricanes were division winners last year. They made it out into the Final Four. But let's talk about Bruins. President Trophy winners, record setting. They lost first round against the Panthers. Blew a 3-1 lead. Mm-hmm. I think it's great news for the Hurricanes. Rangers, keep it up with the Metro. <laughs> I'm all for Rangers winning the Metro because I think that poises the Hurricanes for a better matchup mm-hmm. and for them to go deeper. I think I think they understand the mentality now. I like it. Interesting. And since we have three minutes left on this recording, we will also shout out Shohei Otani will sign with the Atlanta Braves this offseason and congrats to Max Verstappen on another F1 victory. Anything else that I missed in those two sports? Yes. Uh, your you, your guy, Fernando Alonso, made the podium. That is right. Shout out. Yeah. You didn't even, you did not even know this. I, I did know it. I just figured Grand that I didn't want to take Verstappen, more It was Max Verstappen, number one, Landon Norris, who has been consistently number two for, like, literally ever since the break. He's really turned it around. Also, I would like to shout out Lance Stroll, who everyone has been hating on. Like, okay, not for, like, good reason, but a little bit. Five. But also, I don't know if you saw the replay between Fernando Alonso and Sergio Perez, but I think it was a point oh three second difference between the two finishes. Crazy. I like but that. Fernando Alonso came out on top. I like it. That's my guy. He's going to win. Last name Alonso. A lot of good players named that. I would also like to say that you just said the Braves are actually, and I thought that was you breaking the news. And that no, is just that's false. not breaking news. The only breaking news that happened in Major League Baseball is the managerial carousel took place, and Craig yeah. Council signed the largest managerial contract in Major League Baseball history. Mets. He signed with the Chicago Cubs. The Mets signed Carlos Mendoza, but if you want to hear me have a mental breakdown, go check out Side Retired. You don't like Carlos Mendoza? I don't. Not at all. <laughs> Why? He's never managed a game in his life before. <laughs> hey, you know how I feel about under dog that's not an underdog that's not a dog that's a cat (laughs) they got a cat they didn't get a dog i'm kind of a cat person (laughs) but no hey i'm i'm a big believer in guys getting chances and the carousel of managers head coaches and guys just getting rotated around and never getting new blood in front offices or as head coaches needs to end i don't know the mets New president of baseball operations used to be the Brewers. President of baseball operations, Craig Council, was the Brewers manager. They worked really well together, and then Craig decided to go to the Cubs because they were closer to home and offered him the richest contract in history. I think this is, honestly, you're going to be surprised. I don't think it could go worse than last season, to be honest. For who? The Mets? Yeah. Oh, it can always get worse. No, but... It can always get worse. But the expectations aren't going to be as high. So the expectations are high going into this season, this past season. And then they completely fall. The problem is, and this is a good problem to have, we're going to sign... We're going to sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto or... Another really solid player, trade for Corbin Burns, trade for Juan Soto. Guys, the expectations will go back I am up. so supporting Carlos Mendoza. I would like everyone to say that I think he's going to do way better than Buck Showalter. Mm. Um, I, you heard it here first. I'm a Buck Showalter hater. Wow. Do I miss you want to talk about all the questionable decisions he made? I miss Buck already. Oh, my God. Wow, Dylan is doing a whole 180. Guys, no, Dylan does not. Yes, I do. Let's talk about the fact that they were literally trying to get to give up all the money that they gave, like, you know, what was it, over being over the salary cap and their luxury tax. And he was actively trying to play the veterans. 
Yes. Instead of playing the young guys. Yes. Oh, my God. And some of his, I was like, what in well, the world? Well, there was also a, a nice little bombshell interview that Buck did where he said that that was actually coming from the old GM was telling him who to play. And that that's why Buck stepped away from the team. So, guys, Buck I don't Show like. Buck Walter supporter. No, I don't like Buck Show Walter, and I'm fully a Carlos Mendoza fan. Let's go. I, I want to know who the Astros knew. They don't know yet. Yeah. Apparently, there's a debate that the general manager wants them to promote from within with Joe Espada, and then the owner wants a former manager such as a Brad Ausmus type or even a Buck uh, Show Walter type. I said, su- no, please, no. Owner, who is our owner? Oh. Jim Crane. Who's very hands-on as an owner. He's basically the Jerry Jones of baseball. Jim Crane. Yes. Please. Yes. No. Yes. Promote someone from inside the organization. All I'm saying is the last time this happened, three years ago, there was the debate of promote from within with Joe Espada or hire a veteran manager, and you ended up with a World Series ring with Dusty Baker. So I think Jim Crane knows a little bit about what he's doing. Nope. <laughs> Let's go Mattress Mac. I think they need to make – I think they Mattress need to put Mac him in. Mattress Mac is the GM? Yeah. I like it. But – we, of course, leave You back. heard it here first. <laughs> I want to know what the odds for that are. Extremely high. Although I will say. Is that even a problem? Carlos like, Mendoza that... wasn't even listed as a managerial exactly. odds person. Guys, I'm fully a Carlos Mendoza supporter. Let's go. This will make me cheer for the Mets more. It's making me think we're ready for an awful season of Mets baseball. I made a bet <laughs> with. Absolutely not. Well, not a bet. I made a friendly, joking comment to a friend who's a year below us. I said that. I think he will still be here at Georgetown by the time the Mets are searching for a new manager. I don't think Mendoza makes it two and a half years. Oh, I think he makes it three years. That's still not great. Okay, well, I if Carlo, you know what? My liking for the Mets has just increased by a lot. And I think Dylan's liking for the Mets just decreased. Well, I, I will never not support the Mets. You know I know, but, but I think because Dylan is not going to be shoving the Mets down everyone's throat next season. <laughs> By the way, quick question for you because you're more the hockey expert than I am. Yeah. A GM and a manager. In the last five years, We do don't have think... a manager. We have president of hockey ops. You don't have a coach? Like a head coach. Oh, So sorry, you have a, a GM and a head coach. Yes. Are your two leaders. And yes. then we have to wrap this up because yes. we're over an hour at this point. What team do you think is the most, like in hockey terms, the most turnover in the last five years? Like, has oh. a team had three head coaches? Has a team mm. had three GMs? What do you think is the most turnover when it comes to that department? No, you don't need to research. Just like a guesstimate of you think, like maybe. No, I'm three, looking at the teams. Like maybe three is the most that a team has had in the last. I'm gonna go s- either Sabers, or since like 2017, 2018. So five. Yeah, six I'm years. gonna go either the Sabers or the. Canucks. Oh, no, Coyotes. So for sure. Many, Either Coyotes, Sabres, or Canucks. How many is Coyotes? Like five? What? How many? Like five, six? No, not five. Like combined of head GMs coaches and managers. And so, managers? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Yeah, probably five. five yeah. The Mets have had 16 in five years. <laughs> yeah. The silence? Yeah. So okay, maybe he doesn't. Talk about, some, than... talk about some stability in I an organization. Yes, we've had. Well, because when coaches sign, they like sometimes they sign as interim head coaches, but normally when you sign, Not counting you interims. have three years. Not counting interims. We've had 16 okay, people in so... leadership positions. Yeah. David Stearns did sign a five year contract to be the GM, so we're hoping that there's some stability in that position now. But no, between That's Sandy Alderson crazy. to Zach Scott to Jared Porter to Omar Minaya to JP Riccardi to John Rico. Brody to okay, that's it, guys. Yeah. I would speaking of hockey, I would just like to say that watch out for Connor McDavid or sorry, 
Connor Bedard. Yes. Move over, Connor McDavid. No, I'm kidding. Connor Bedard, potential hat trick tonight against the Lightning. He has two goals already. Didn't I say he was winning MVP this year? Wasn't that my. Connor Bedard is a rookie. You were saying Jack Hughes. Oh, I already forgot. Shows how invested <laughs> I am in these. But, of course, now that we've held you guys on for an hour, that we'll would be, be a back. hot take. Of course, next week again, we'll give you a solid episode before we bounce for Thanksgiving break, and we'll see what happens during Thanksgiving week. But we'll be back, as always, with our regular scheduled episode next week of Turf and Burn. So unless there's anything else you want to throw in. Yeah, I would just like to say, let's go Rockets. Let's go <laughs> Jets. And until the <laughs> no, next time. No, I had time. to give some NBA love. That's why That's why I said Rockets. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about the NBA today. <laughs> but until the next time, the turf is burned.